Click 45. We're back again. I'm AY and I'm chilling with my boy. Almost. You know what it is. You know yes. what it is. A bit of a a bit of a different episode this yeah. week. Technical, te- tactical, technical masterclass. We just have to <laughs> change off of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we adapt and conquer. That's our thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, there will be no uh, visuals this episode. So probably this will mainly be on our Spotify as well as our Apple Podcasts. And speaking of both of those things, make sure you do uh, follow us on both of these uh, streams as well as our YouTube and our other social medias of TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, and lucky you guys. You guys get this audio quicker now. So you don't have to wait. To the True. end of the week or Wednesday, you could get it tomorrow <laughs> if, if so, you're lucky. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. exactly. But do make sure you check our TikTok as well because we've got a competition going on. So get yourselves involved. Get yourselves involved, man. So our first, we'll obviously begin with our um, Premier League roundup of the game yeah, week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we'll begin with. A bit of a downer for Arsenal fans. Yeah, I know. Uh, then in the uh, title charge, by the Indeed. looks of it. Indeed. Uh, Arsenal drew 3-3 to Southampton, for those who do not know, if you've been living under a rock. <laughs> uh, I, I want to just hear your uh, sort of view as an Arsenal fan of yeah. the game. I mean, um, it was a Friday night, so... Already, yeah, hours. it's the weekend, bro. Everyone is in good moods. Everyone yeah, is smiling, cheering. So, like after the West Ham game, I was just thinking, okay, we need to get three points. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. came home. I said, I'm gonna have a nap. So I didn't say an alarm. I woke up. I was thinking, oh, they started the match. Mm-hmm. Going to check, I'm seeing two one to Southampton. Yeah, I'm already baffled. I'm like, Two quick goals as well. I didn't even know they were quick goals yeah. until the first half is, was over, and I'm seeing first minute hmm. Ramsdale's making a mistake. Ramsdale, Ramsdale had a terrible game. I feel this is probably the worst performance I've seen from him bad. in an Arsenal shirt. This is re- this was really bad. Bad performance. Bad. Performance. Very bad. That's yeah. what I feel. Arteta is well in his right to drop him for the Man City game. Really? Yes, bro. That's yes. that's very that's a very because, big because your second string player is uh, Matt Turner, who hasn't really had many. He hasn't had outgoings. many, but he's played against Man City this season, and he only conceded one goal. I know, I understand that, but still, like, he still hasn't been. Great, like his last game was in the Europa League, really against sport, Sporting, I believe. Yeah, and, and, and it's just, it just wasn't. He's he's all he, right, but if he played against Sporting in the second leg, could mm. have saved the penalty as well. All I'm saying, <laughs> all all I'm saying is that when you make mistakes like that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, getting dropped could spark you back to life. You get what I'm saying. You, that's what you got to hope it does now to Ramsdale, definitely. I, I, he's a, if Ramsdale's a playful don, bro, I see in his face, he's a playful don. Like, mm. those type of mistakes, because he's young, that's what people put it as, that he's young, he'll still learn, he's young, he'll still learn, but that's a very costly mistake. If you yeah. think about it, if 
if it was Pep, Pep could drop Edison for something like that. For the just drop him just for one yes, just for one game. Yeah. To see how it goes. I think that's why Teta lacks a bit. Sometimes you drop a player for a game. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. drop him for one game. Yeah, like, fair the way enough. You drop Zinchenko after he got megged. Drop him for a game. See well, to happens. be fair, Zinchenko, that was more of an injury that the reason he got dropped, no? So they say Against quote unquote. Mm. Quote unquote. But you get what I'm saying? Like drop him for yeah. a game. See, I don't know why he's scared to do that sometimes. Like even when Saka missed the penalty. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, not been yeah. playing with confidence. I, I get what you mean. You want to still field him to bring, his, but sometimes they need to be dropped just to show mm-hmm. that nothing's don't take anything for granted, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think, yeah, I think he, yeah, he definitely was a terrible um, player on the night. But another player I want to look at is uh, Thomas Party. Yeah, yeah, who was who was seen as our um, uh, biggest sort of heartbeat in the squad wasn't it like Arsenal fans were saying this is our biggest heartbeat in the yep, squad yep. and when I look at his heat map against Southampton it's very red on the defensive side of it he's yeah. very he was very uh put onto the back foot he was camped in he was, was camped in. in it was terrible it was terrible I think like, last two games party has not been on it he's yeah been I don't know what's par. happened I don't know what's happened what's been going on don't know what he's thinking of. I don't know who's knocked on his door recently and told him. Personal life. So, 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 yeah, I'm saying. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Like, his, his mind doesn't seem in it. I feel now is the time to show us what he's worth because he's one of the experienced players on the team. So, yes. we need his experience. Right now, it's the young guns that are showing that they have more experience. Yeah, I think on the day, Martinelli was your best player by, yes. a, by a mile yes. in. And he didn't really have a fully good game as well. Yeah, I know, but he was still your best player, I feel, when he was just able to create chances all by himself independently. And Indeed. Most of the time, it looked like you guys were just trying to Indeed. trust in your wingers, almost. Just play to the wingers. I feel, in terms of the match as a whole, mm. it felt more like a loss than a draw. That's 100% a loss because... It was a big loss. If you look into the... Uh, look at the Premier League table now. Yeah. You guys have played 32, you're on 75 points. Yeah. Man City have only played 30 and they're on 70 points. There's a five point gap between you two. So if they win their two games in hand, which are looking likely to be uh, against Brighton and Chelsea, if I'm not wrong, they got to play. Those are winnable games for a. They're winnable, but I like the word you used there, if. Because before we even get into that, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. Ever since Rob Holding got into the team, there's been like a drop-off in our defensive play. We've in leaked in... Quality, yeah, quality. We've leaked in like nine goals, I think, since he started playing. And the thing is, because he drops so deep, mm-hmm. players can now run in behind and players from the opposition side can put he's pressure so, on us. Right, he's so slow as well. I he's very him, slow as well. I That's why him, he drops deep. because he I can't saw him get outrun in. by Mikel Antonio, who's like probably five times his... Like Plus five Imagine that. So they... I feel that in itself has made our defense not as yeah, compact. Saliba, Saliba brings a different style. Of load, exactly. So. We're missing me Saliba. I don't think he would be Arteta's fa- favorite choice if Saliba was injured. I think he would have gone with Ben White, gone back into the middle, and then Tomiyasu on the right back position. But Tomiyasu is injured. Exactly. So, like unfortunately, you got you got to play. Unfortunately, you've got to, you've got to. it's a shame. Yeah. Again yeah. with. Jesus being back as well, 
now we know, or we've been new, that he wasn't clinical. We know he's not a clinical striker. No, because he had chances. Yeah, Man City fans know this as well. He, he had he had chances to put the game to bed, to win the game. He was mm-hmm. taking touches, and he was getting emotional as well. So these are the things they yeah. need, they all need to look. You need to look at and think that okay, we need to try and rectify this. The thing I want to say is that yes, Man City do have games in hand. Games mm-hmm. in hand are not points. People need to remember that. I understand Man City are on. They're on a different level now. They've really stepped it up since they've Easter. I'm not gonna lie. Yes. They've they've switched up their to tactics. Definitely. John Stones playing this inverted right back position is just working wonders for them. They're absolutely just balling out. Definitely, definitely. They're, of course. They're different, they're different, they're different of style course. of team this season. And it's of like course. they found the right time to but gel, galvanize as well. Let's think like normal people. And let's think with pain facts. The mm. fact is, Arsenal is still top of the table. The yeah, fact is, Man City have not played those games in hand. And we cannot give them the six points yet. You know what I'm saying? Those games mm-hmm. still need to be played. So I think Arsenal fans and Arsenal team, they need to realise that. That yes, it may seem that the favour and the odds are in Man City's. But you guys still have something to say about it. That's well, what I need them to understand. Let's well, say you are not yeah, playing Man City. Let's say they weren't playing Man City. Yeah. And they had two games. And I'll be like, okay. Like, it's, you can't do anything about that because you're not even playing Man City. But you can still affect the Man City game. That's what I'm saying. Just affect, you can affect the Man City game. The thing is, is this is football. Anything mm-hmm. can happen. Anything can yeah. happen. I get it. It's looking like it's long. Of course, it's going to look like it's long when you didn't make use of your chances. That's what happens when opportunity comes and you don't take it. It gets harder for you. That's life, bro. Any situation yeah. in life, if you don't take your opportunities, it's going to get harder. You're going to reflect that missed opportunities. So now you've got to deal with the consequences of your missed opportunities. And the consequences right now is you have to win that Etihad if you want to win the league. That's mm-hmm. it. Same mm-hmm. as that, and if you can't do that, then you don't deserve to win the league. From time you're even drawing with Southampton, do you really deserve to win the league? No, that's, definitely not. That's it. I don't that's think. It. I think uh, personally, I predicted Arsenal to be winning this, like when we first started this podcast. But as time has come, kept going on in this Easter period, like Arsenal were just looking less and less like what they have been this season. They've sort of reverted back to the sort of end of era Wenger days I feel and it's just been such a lacklustre of performances and really I don't know whether the players are tired like the players shouldn't be tired they look mentally like drained they look mentally, I feel. yeah they look mentally gone I've, I heard rumours Mikel Antonio told um, he has a boy in um, London Colony where Arsenal okay. and he said um, beginning of the season Arsenal just looked at their results and they were focusing on themselves but as the draw started coming in, the minute Arsenal started looking at what Man City were doing, that's when mm-hmm. most of the games were going downhill. They weren't focusing as much. Yeah. They were making silly mistakes. And I feel they just need to concentrate on themselves. Like At the end of the day, it'll be disappointing if you don't win the league, but you'll mm-hmm. finish second and you build on that. You get what I'm saying? Make sure yeah, you don't yeah. make the same mistakes. Like Yes, you'll get bantered. It's cool. Like They'll call you bottle jobs, but that's what happens when you don't... I've said it, that's what happens. If you don't well, make use of the opportunity, you take the insults and you carry on. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, 
You think we fans are happy that's going to happen? We've been, bro, we've been, I've been talking a lot as an Arsenal fan because we're top of the table. <laughs> and nobody can tell me, I heard people saying, oh, because we want humble. Guy, I don't give a damn. If I'm top of the league, there's no sort of humbleness that will come in because you're top of the league. People that yeah. say, oh, you should be humble. No one's humble. Liverpool also fans were the same the during the COVID exactly. era. So look at even look before even look at the United fans. They're in they're in the FA Cup final. They're mm. shouting a lot. Bro, when we yeah. were in FA Cup finals, we were shouting like, it's only the FA Cup. Now they know it's only it's only the FA Cup, bro. It means much more. It means much more. So top of the league and you're not making noise about it. Come on, man. When next will you be top of the league? You don't know. So yeah. I feel yes, the game was a downer, it was a three three draw, but man. You still have to go to Etihad. Yeah, I'm I saying mean, that's your next game on Wednesday. You still have to go to three Etihad. days time. Well, how would saying. you? I want to ask you. I want to give you. I want you to give me. Sorry, a prediction yeah. on how you think the game's going to play out. Like, how do you see both these teams setting up? Do you see any us Arteta doing anything different to what he's been doing feel, for the past three weeks? I feel it could go two ways in Arteta's tactics. Arteta could sit back, invite pressure. And try and hit them on the counter attack because of our pace up front and the fluidity up front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, the last time Arsenal lost the game this season was against Manchester City in February. Yeah. That was 3 1. And Jorginho started, um, party was injured. So yeah. it could either be we're going to sit back and look for the counter mm-hmm. or we'll play football. Yeah. And if we do play football, we need to make sure we convert the chances. That's all I'm saying. When, when, if we want to play football with Man City, put the ball on the ground, play, we need to convert our chances. It's not a thing of you're missing headers, you're missing... No, bro. You need to put mm-hmm. the ball in the back of the net. Because if you put yeah. the ball in the back of the net, it will give Man City a type of like, oh shit, we actually need to score now. You'll start asking questions towards it. Exactly. Put the I ball think, in the back of the net. So I think the main thing, the main thing to start off with as well is the starting from the front foot like you've been doing for the whole season and sort exactly. of for the past couple of weeks I haven't seen that like we saw a very lazy pass from Ramsdale we've already spoke about it we've That's seen last match after the, the last two matches Liverpool mm. and West Ham we started West off on the front foot 2-0 yes. then we started yes. getting but like, you need to keep it up now you need to, you keep, need to keep, it keep it up, up. you can't you do that with Man City because yeah exactly there's been too much you of taking a step back and with the dangers that they have attacking wise You've got Haaland, who's just a goal machine. You've got Mares, who will pick exactly. up the space and he will enjoy that pressure that's getting put on him. So put two men on him. Put Partey as well as Alexandra Zinchenko, like putting pressure on the player. I think it's so important. And then when you look at the left side, you've got Grealish, who will want a bit more space. So maybe also with him, try and get Xhaka maybe. Or like, well, Partey on that right side and Xhaka on that left side. So they need Partey to be... On- they need to be on it. Both midfielders for the whole ninety minutes. Hundred percent. Both midfielders need to be uh, very focused. I feel this is where the game's going to be won or this lost. This is it, In bro. This is midfield. it. And if we get a draw, well, oh well, move on. You know what I'm saying, mm. like, I'll if feel, you lose, if we lose, lose, then there's wave a goodbye to the prem. Then there's a big fat problem. But if we get a yeah. draw, mate, if we take a draw, mm. and we take points off them. That's what I'm saying. Any type of taking points of them. Because you're not 100% sure they're going to win all their matches as well. You get what I'm saying? So we need yeah. to do something. We need to do something. And I mean, they're on an unbeaten run themselves as well. Exactly. They're they, on a beaten run been, as well. I think the last time well. they dropped points was against Nottingham Forest, right? 
Yeah, I'm looking at it now. So all I'm seeing is green Ws until, well, in the Premier League, their last one was Nottingham Forest, yeah, in February. So that was the last time they sort of dropped points. Exactly. The last loss came against Tottenham in February too, but that was the beginning, 1-0 when they lost. But yeah, that was a long time ago. So maybe that Arsenal fans could try to hope for some sort of change in momentum upcoming in these upcoming weeks. I think we'll see. We'll see if there's any religious Arsenal fans out there. Start fasting and praying because <laughs> it's not going to be an easy match. It's not no, no, match. it's going to be stressful. We we hope guys. for the best. We hope for the best. You get what I'm exactly. saying? Like, yeah. Even if the the fans that are saying it's over, deep down inside them, they they want us to win as well. So even mm. though you say it's over, it's like at the end at the end of the day, you're still going to watch that match. You're still going to mm. be like, oh come on, you gunners. You What's going to happen? Yeah. What's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's football, man. That's what yeah, 100%. Cool. That's, that's, that's facts, to be honest. Yeah. Moving on, we can go on to Fulham versus Leeds. Um, I don't really want to talk about the game in particular. I want to talk about one key moment in the game. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it. I saw it, I saw it. Tim Ream um, played the ball back to Burn Leno and Leno picked up the ball. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not saying Leno is uh, not smart. Yeah. I'm not saying he's dumb, but yeah. as a goalkeeper, how was he comfortable enough to pick that ball up without thinking the referees were the safe side? Because he saw it was a deflection, didn't it? He? he saw it. But it was there. Like I watched it in slow motion too. I couldn't see the deflection. But the linesman saw it. Ah, the linesman close as well. So I feel as a keeper, he saw it as well. Mm. He, so must he would have, have known. He would have known because yeah. you know he controlled that first. Well, the thing is, as well, the play players are, like the Leeds players weren't even reacting to yeah, the yeah because they probably decision. saw it as well. Even the even the guy that he deflected off, he didn't react because he, yeah, he, he felt yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. He felt it. Yeah, you know I'm saying. So I feel, I feel once Leno controlled the ball, mm-hmm. and then you know he controlled it first, and then he picked up. So he was so sure, like okay, like, yeah, this is my like this is something I can just pick up. And this move is on normal. Yeah. This is normal, man. This is yeah, normal. fair enough. I mean, well, this game does put Fulham into ninth. Uh, nothing much really changes other than going above Brentford. Leeds, mm. they're still one point outside of the relegation. They're sixteenth. Everton are eighteenth with twenty eight. So. It's tight still. It's tight like we've been saying for the past couple of weeks in this uh, podcast about the relegation battle. I just don't know how this is going to end. It's, it's going to go... I think this is going to go down to the last week. It's going to go down because even Southampton are not yet relegated. Oh, exactly. Exactly. It, I mean, they drew against you guys, but that point doesn't help with anything, really. If you look in the, in, If you look in the long run, like that, which is why they went five at the back straight away after the second half against you guys. There's, it, it was It's weird. It's weird. It's a weird yeah. uh, relegation battle. They, they kind of bottled that lead as well because they were mm-hmm. Definitely. 17th at a point. Yes, 100%. Yeah, they were. When it was 3-1, they were 17th. And that was the 88th minute. And they were <laughs> passing the ball around, doing olays. And for them <laughs> yeah. to end that match 3-3, they'll be disappointed in themselves. Yeah, exactly. And then another relegation side, Leicester, 1-2-1. So that gets them out of the relegation battle. Indeed. Well, relegation zone, sorry. They're not. They're still in the battle. Um, A very good win, but I don't think this should, like Dean Smith said it himself, this shouldn't go towards the Leicester players' heads. Their focus should now be on the next game, really. Yeah. They need to focus. They need to try and sort of get themselves 
moving on, trying to get some more wins under their belts because they could. They this is this is a team that could be. Oh, I could see their heads going if you know what I mean, and I could see Leicester going down. It's weird, like they play Leeds next as well, so anything can happen. Like, I think all these relegation, any all these relegation teams are playing each other as well, which just spices up everything. Yeah. Everything becomes like a six point a match because now Wolves have been dragged back into it. Yes, exactly, exactly. So Wolves are they're on thirty four points. Yeah, thirty four yeah, yeah, points. Exactly that, and. Uh, the next team I would want to say, like Everton, they drew to Crystal Palace, nil nil. Um, Everton are just—they need to find a way as well to get momentum going and find the right mindset. Yeah, they to need play. a win. They need it's a weird. Win. It's such a it's <laughs> such a weird relegation battle. Normally, we would have like a a Portsmouth or a Derby that are just yeah. poor, but everyone is just poor. <laughs> Everyone's just poor. Yeah, there's too many teams. There's six, seven teams that are poor. It makes oh, no sense. It, it really makes no sense, personally. So, um, yeah, this relegation battle is going to be the most interesting. Uh, I just want to move on now to Liverpool, Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Liverpool just about beating Nottingham just Forest. About, just Three about. Just uh, It looked like it was 1-0. Uh, Diego Jota scores. Yeah. Then Nico Williams, then Jota again. Morgan Gibbs-White. And then three minutes later, Salah scores, and Nottingham hit the bar. Yes, yeah, so Press many, bar. so many chances for them. Nottingham Forest. Um, but uh, it's weird. It is what it is. Really, like if you can take your chances, then you have to do as better. To be honest, and when you're in a relegation battle, you need to try get more shots within the box. You need to try play more in the box. So when I compare. The shot maps of both Liverpool and Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest are really like they've taken similar sort of shots from outside the box as well as inside the box. Oh. So they're desperate. So they're really getting desperate. But Liverpool have taken a lot more shots, but a majority of them are in the box. So that just shows me where the creativity was like who was the better creative side. And with Liverpool this season, we haven't really been able to say that considering how poor they have been this season. They've been but poor as well. Very poor, very poor. So I expect maybe next season for them to start picking it up again and try and make themselves... I mean, you never know. You never yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, well, also, they could still get Europa League or something because they are only uh, three points behind Tottenham, who are currently fifth. And they've got a game in hand as well on both Tottenham and Aston Villa, who were above them. So Europe is still possible for these guys. I think it's I not think, much. Yeah, um, go on. Liverpool's next game is against Tottenham. Yes, that's on Sunday. Sunday. So if they take points off Tottenham, I think um, Tottenham are going to be in deep trouble. You were they saying could drop points against Liverpool. So mm. Liverpool basically is in their hands. Yeah, it game is. in hand. They're facing Tottenham above them. Mm-hmm. I think as well they are. Still to play Aston Villa. Uh, I think they do. Let me have a quick look for you. Uh, Liverpool play Tottenham on the thirtieth. Is that right? Yes, they still got Aston Villa on the twentieth of May. So they're facing, yeah, they're facing Tottenham, and then they've got Aston Villa on the twentieth of May, and they've got mm. Brentford as well. So everything's in their hands. Yeah, yeah. Realistically, everything's in their it hands. It is. It is, and I think. If they can try and salvage something, 
Europe would be good for them. Like, at least it would help with trying to sign some players. I feel like big signings, trying to get a big signing to Liverpool with European football as well. Like, it would obviously be better with Europa League compared to the Conference League because I think the Champions League is too far out of their reach now to try and get. But I think Europa League would still be good for Liverpool for next season and something they could actually even try and win. I don't think Liverpool is an attractive place to play at anymore at this moment in time. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. I don't think it's attractive, especially after the downcast of them realising that they've been priced off Bellingham. I feel Klopp needs to go back to his roots because he doesn't sign big players. Him spending money on Nunes, it's Mm. not him. He doesn't do that. Mm. Even on Keita, he doesn't do that. He signs players for modest amounts and builds them up. E.G. Mane... Salah, you know what I'm saying? Like he yeah, yeah. Up. He's not the type to splash money on players like Bellingham. So I think Liverpool fans, they're not going to get a marquee signing next summer wow. because they're not in that position anymore. Last season, they finished second. Mm. Yeah, They were in that position to make marquee signings. I think yeah. Nunes was probably their marquee signing. Yeah. yeah. Now, they're going to finish. If they don't finish in the top four, Let's they say they win. finish fifth or sixth. Yeah. It's going to be tough to get a marquee signing because you've got clubs now, like Arsenal, for example, Newcastle, for example, that mm-hmm. have finished in the top four. They're playing creative, exciting football and also now have the money. Yeah. So yeah. you would first fair look at those two clubs. Enough. And even if United finish fourth, United is always going to have the money. They always have financial back they in have way in terms of. And the pool. So. Yeah those clubs will be looked at before Liverpool get a look in at all. So I think if Liverpool don't finish in the Champions League spot this season, next mm. season is going to be quite an eye-opener for the fan base and for the team as a whole. But, Fair enough. I mean, it's not a place they've not been at before. They're yeah, exactly. Some, they've battled out in this situation. They, they've been shit like this before. They've been 7th mm. and 8th. I mean, they've been in the Europa League final with Klopp before as well. And... So it's nothing new to them. I understand? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be fine. I'm sure they'll be fine. They'll be all right, man. Get used to yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Though I think they'll be fine too. I'm not gonna lie. It's Liverpool Football Club. They'll be good. LFC. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Moving on to the next game, uh, Brentford versus Aston Villa. Uh, finished one-one. Yeah. Um, I thought Aston Villa could were going to win this one. I thought they were the favourites for it. But with XG having Brentford more favourable in terms of scoring at 2.74, it's a bit of a surprise that they couldn't get the job done, really. Yeah, and I think they scored a last-minute goal-ish. Yeah, I believe it was a last-minute goal as well. Um, equaliser. Yeah, Douglas Louise in the 87th minute. Imagine that. That just shows primarily the consistency the levels of consistency you need. Because imagine thrashing Newcastle 3-0 mm-hmm. and coming away to Brentford, you're thinking, oh, you should get something. And you don't. Yeah, exactly. You and don't get a win. You get you scrape a draw. And with but, what happened in the Tottenham like game, the opportunity was there to even leapfrog them. Imagine. Like they would have been in the set on the same points, but a goal difference could have maybe had the help with them exactly. a bit higher. Yeah. So the Premier League is so difficult to try and predict. It's so tough to understand. Exactly, that you need to 
try and get these chances put away. And the opportunities, I mean, yeah. Speaking of opportunities, um, I think Tony's on 19 goals this season in the Prem. Yeah, he's he's uh, behind Kane now. Still, Well, he's still behind Kane. I mean, it's a shame he's going to get banned. We always say this. It's well, when is it going to happen, though? I don't think it's going to happen this season. It will be the start of next season. Yeah, it's going to be next so, season, yeah. So yeah. it could hinder or move. Any team that wants to move for him needs to think about would they be okay to go without him for as many games as he yeah, 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 yeah. That type of vibe. I, I don't think he'll move. I think Brentford, this is a good good level for him. It's a bit like the Jamie Vardy situation where Arsenal mm. wanted him, but he didn't want to go. And in the in the in um the long run, I don't think Vardy would have been a good signing for Arsenal. So I don't see Tony needed to leave but Brentford. Yeah. If you get what I mean. The only way I could see Tony leaving Brentford is if Kane gets a move away and then Tony can step into the foot, uh, shoes of Harry Kane at Tottenham. That's the only thing That's the only thing I see. Uh, well, how shall I put it? That's the only way I could see Ivan Tony leaving Brentford. I don't, no otherwise, I don't see a point to 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 Huh? There's no need for him to go to Tottenham. There is. Get feel... his game up, get, play some European football. I feel, and especially where he's 27, 28, that's a that's probably going to be the best move he can get because he's not gonna like Chelsea could do with a striker to be fair, but they're not in Europe next season. Who's, so what's who's going to be Tony's manager? <sighs> that's the thing. You don't. I want to get into that. I want to get into that soon, but I I have a thing. I don't know who it is going to be, but I think he can fit into any style of play. He's quick. He's tall, he's strong, so he can adapt his style of play. He's definitely quicker than uh, Harry Kane, so he can play a pressing system. He's someone that can, he is good on the feet, so he can drop deep like Kane has been doing for the past couple seasons as well. The, but the thing is, if it's going to be Nagelsmann, I think it's going to be a very good signing if because he's pl- worked with players like Timo Werner before. Yeah. In the past, so Ivan Tony, he's he's quick as well. So I think he's someone that steps into that mould of uh, Nagelsmann striker. But he Nagelsmann does seem to be the likely one to be playing for. I meant to be managing Tottenham. If you say so, I mean, if if Tony knows he doesn't want to win any trophies in his career, yeah, go like, ahead. He's twenty eight, bro. He's twenty eight, man. He's twenty eight, twenty nine. Like this is. He, he just needs to be the best striker he can be. Like I don't know where how he'll get up, get um trophies. He needs he needs he needs to get. He's not getting tro- He's not going to get trophies at Brentford, and he's at this age. He might as well just go to Tottenham where he can not get trophies, but at least he's got European football to just add to his uh portfolio. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. European football adds to portfolio. Yes, exactly. I I don't see. Any other reason to leave Brentford other than for Tottenham, personally? Like, this next, this summer, that is... Like, obviously, if this summer goes past and he's still at Brentford, just stay at Brentford. Simple as that for me. And, hello? Yeah. Oh, I was just checking if you're still there. I thought, I thought it cut out. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, we could get back into it. All right, the penultimate game of the Premier League is Bournemouth versus West Ham 4-0 and Sunday Sunday was a very weird game week there was 11 goals in the two games which I don't know how <laughs> how it was possible but 
a quick goal from Mikel Antonio. Then it was Paqueta and Declan Rice in that first half. And then in the second half, it was Pablo Fornells and... With a scorpion kick. With a, yeah, and VAR also cancelled a goal of Maxwell Cornet's, but a very good win for um, West Ham. But there are still rumours about David Moyes' position as manager being under threat. I don't know if you've heard this. Yeah. But Xabi Alonso is being linked to West Ham job. That's a rushed. He should. He should. He should relax. Finish mm. his job off at Bayern Leverkusen. He's doing really well these, there as well. Yeah, by the way, I don't way. know why these young managers want to just rush and go to another team so quickly. Well, to be fair, this is just this is just a rumor. Um, he has he has only taken charge of um, Bayern Leverkusen this season. Yeah, but the, the position that Bayern Leverkusen were in, I believe, were like sixteenth, which is a relegation playoff with um, the third best team in the second division. And now so, they're in the Europa and now they're in Now they're in Europe, Europa Conference in sixth. They're, they're sixth. So he's switched it round for them quickly. Switched but it round for them and they're in the Europa semi-finals. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, it helps. I think their key player, Florian Verts, is back from injury too. He's been injured for a while, if I'm not uh, yeah. lying. Um, but, he could be a very interesting, exciting prospect for West Ham, you know, an upcoming young uh, manager. Maybe he sees the money of the uh, Premier, Premier Super League and decides he might want to jump ship quickly. <laughs> I feel in terms of Moyes, his whole West Ham managerial career hinges on how well they do in the Conference League. Actually, let me switch that up. They need to win the Conference League. Well, if, I... if they win it, he doesn't yeah. get sacked. Do you think so? If they win the Conference League, he doesn't get sacked. That means they go straight into Europa League. A bit of money is pushed in. And it'll be well, more of like a warning. It'll be like, okay, this season now, you've got to get it right. Because mm. they, they had a marquee signing this season. They signed well, Sveta. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. That they, they've had. I think they had a... On the books of it, it looked like a very good um, transfer yeah, window. Signed, but um, it just Skamaka didn't work well. out for them. Skamaka was this season, right? Yeah, Skamaka was this season. Paqueta was. I think Ariola officially signed this season as well. He was on loan last season. and Yeah, he made, I feel he it the West Ham yeah. board should wait till the end of the season, analyse and look at where they finished in the Conference League and then make the decision because there's not that many, as you said, there's not that many experienced managers around. Yes, no. Um, Xavi Alonso up and coming but the Premier League is a whole different ball game mm-hmm. you see managers come here with their youthful exuberance EG, and the thing ABB, is you get yeah. thrashed out you get thrown out mm. and you uh, do and the see thing... other managers come here like deserve it and they do well so the yeah. thing is I was th- that's a good point that you make and you bringing up Deserby to be fair because I was going to say like the difference between Deserby going to Brighton and Chabi Alonso coming to West Ham is that Deserby went to a very good Brighton sides who had who had who were in a f- good position. So even good if foundation. there was like a, yeah. if there was a slump in performances, at least you can say, look, we're fine for this season. We'll just have yeah. to build on it. But luckily it's worked out for Deserby. So they've just gone above and beyond what the expectations were. The difference with Chabi Alonso coming to West Ham is he's coming to a team that was in a relegation battle this season. So next season, the expectation has to be that 
there, there's going to be no sort of practice or groundwork. There has to be straight performances, straight points, straight results. Mm-hmm. They can't, they can't afford um, sort of a time of what's the word I'm looking for? Time of transition because oh, they need, need the results. Give, oh, you need to give that time of transition. That's the thing. No, that's what, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But look, they're in a relegation battle this season, so they could be in a relegation battle again next season. So he needs to make that transition work quickly. That's what I'm trying to say. There's going to be pressure on him. The pressure is going to be higher on him, yeah, when he comes to West Ham because of where they are and what uh, David Moyes has done this season, I think. And I think it's fair enough what you were saying about the Conference League winning it because I'm looking at the current sides in there. They're playing AZ Alkmaar next, and the only other the teams on the other sides in the semi final are Fiorentina and Basel. So winnable matches. Winnable matches. Fiorentina have had a turn in form. To be fair, um, they've looked really well in the Europa Conference League. They've been doing really well in cup competitions as well, in the Coppa Italia. So even though their league performances haven't been like like spectacular, they've been looking very good in cup competitions. So the biggest threat they have is them, really. But with West Ham being West Ham and with the plays that they got compared to Fiorentina, who I think they'll face in the final, I don't see um, a reason why they can't do it, to be honest. They should. Yeah, I mean, Fiorentina, to be fair, they've got some interesting players there. they got um, Nicolas Gonzalez, who was rumoured to come to the Premier League. I think it was with Leicester. they got Luka Jovic, who's a sort of, I don't know, how to, I don't really want to call him a, a flop, but he was uh, someone that was seen with young talent, went to <laughs> Real Madrid, didn't really do anything. Sofian Amrabat, who just lit up the World Cup. Uh... And yeah, like they, these are the key players that um, Fiorentina have. But as I said, I, I still expect West Ham to win it. They should win it. And I don't know what what the winners of the Conference League that get. Do they get a position in the Europa League? Do you reckon? Yeah, you go straight to Europa League. Yeah. Oh, that's that's even better. So like, there's still more European football to come to West Ham yeah. if they can win this. Uh, a good foundation for Xavi Alonso if he if, comes as well. And a good foundation for Moyes if he stays. Yeah, but the funny thing would be is seeing them get relegated and winning it. Imagine yeah. that. That that would be like a. Uh, I think it happened Wigan. to Wigan. Wigan. They won the FA Cup and they won the yeah, yeah, yeah. Europa League yeah. Championship side. That yeah, it happened so to weird. Portsmouth as well. When they yeah. won the FA Cup, they were in the UEFA Cup. Mm. It was weird. It was weird. But the same thing could happen to West Ham. It would be entertaining to see how that would get handled mm-hmm. by whoever the manager is next season. But yeah, um, I'm not going to lie that West Ham have something to play for definitely this season yeah, so Moyes has to fix up and the last game and I'm not going to say it's a shock because yes. I had them as favourites I think game. I think it's a shock with the, the way the goals were going in 100% that was a shock <laughs> and for those that don't know what we're on about uh, Newcastle have beaten Tottenham Hotspur 6-1 with quick fire goals, the first three goals were so quick fire. Uh, the first, the difference between the first goal and the second goal was seven minutes. Yeah, that's, how, that's how quick. And the difference between the fourth 
and the fifth was like two minutes or yes. one and a half. Yes. Because I remember they were showing, they didn't even get, to, they were showing, they were just about finishing the replay for the fourth goal. The Isaac goal, and then he scores again. And he scored again. And yeah. like, oh, it's really fast. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I think the amount, well, the amount of uh, sort of head spotlight that was on Tottenham this sort of week has been higher than usual because of what happened to Baratici, his UEFA ban. So he had yeah. to step down from Tottenham. Um, so they've got no director of football now. But also they haven't even got a proper manager, to be honest. I can't remember. I don't know the name of the manager of Tottenham. What is it? Sten- is it what was it? Sten- no, yeah, no, Stellini. Stellini. <laughs> yeah, Stellini, but no, no, like, they they need they need to coach. They and I really don't know who it's gonna be. But before we get into that, I still I just want to talk about the game and just wanna heap praise onto Newcastle and the way they were playing and the way they sort of just isolated the fullbacks with their wingers as well as putting pressure on through the midfield and sort of outnumbering Tottenham in every department. If like I don't know if you watched the game, but just Newcastle were just so slick and they moved. nullified they nullified Tottenham. Yes. Like they, really they had did. they were playing they played so well they had to make a um substitution in the first they, half in like 20 minutes Loris. they hooked Loris at half time they hooked him off yeah not even that but like they Tottenham had to put on an, another defender for yeah, a minute they had to put in Davison Sanchez for the for Saar. Saar guy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so that, that just shows you like how much Tottenham have changed this season like I'm not going to lie with the Loris change I don't know what was the thinking behind that like, I'm not a big Lloris fan. I don't think he's a very good keeper. I don't think he's world-class. But what does that change help? What does that, cha- what does that change do? I don't think... I think Lloris would have just done what For- Forster done anyway. So I think that was a waste of a substitution. I think for the mental of the goalkeeper, innit? Mm. Just go sit down, innit? Sit down. Yeah. You've, put, you've got five past, so you might as well sit down. Like, mate, like, I think, logically, you've conceded mm. five in 20 minutes. Yeah. Go, go sit down, bro. Well, the, I mean, what can he do with those goals? I, I can't think of a mistake. Yeah, he that, can't do much. He can't he do couldn't much. Do, but... Was it an injury? Like, I'm seeing an injury sign on the Hugo... Larice on sofa score, but I don't know. I doubt it's an injury. I doubt it was head mental injury. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And I was surprised. Like I think it was weird how Tottenham decided. You know what? This is a very important game for us. Let's go with four at the back. Do you know when the last time Tottenham played four at the back was? Go on, enlighten me. One year ago, (laughs) close to a year ago. So they only play five at the back. They only play five at the back, and today is the day you decide four at the back. Perisic for the, I want to say it was the Alexander Isaac, the first goal. He was so far wide out. He looked like he was playing wing back. I genuinely feel like he was just like muscle memory took charge of him. There were moments where Perisic and Porro were so wide out, and that gave Jacob Murphy just, just bro, the... He scored um, two goals. He scored bro. two goals. It, it gave him the holes in between... Uh, the centre back and the fullback because of how far wide both fullbacks were. It's I don't think 
I don't think they were they were ready to play four at the back today. They should have stuck with five at the back. They should have stuck with five and grinded out a result, man. Hundred percent. It was so weird. And do you know what what Conte's saying about this football club is right? Still, I still back Conte for what he said. I feel I blame Daniel Levy a lot 100%. because even even this week there was a story going on saying, um, yeah, Tottenham haven't been doing well. They're not happy that their neighbours are ahead of them, but they've been ahead of their neighbours for like the past six years. So Ahead and you done what? But the thing is that you were ahead and you did what? That's what I'm you saying. Like Champions League final, that's it. I think Arsenal have done that even, before as well. You the only way you would have... Sorry, I was going to say, the only way you could have trumped Arsenal... Is by winning the Champions is League. It's by winning the Champions League, but you haven't even done that. You are... I feel the point yeah. he was trying to make was nullified by talking about Arsenal you, you shouldn't be talking about Arsenal that's mm-hmm. not your that's that shouldn't be your measuring stick your measuring yeah, why stick, is your benchmark your, your exactly basketball? yeah your measuring stick is to win trophies now mm-hmm. this all started when you sacked Poch you mm-hmm. sacked Poch based mm-hmm. on a run of form where you didn't even give him money to sign players he signed 100% that season, yeah, he had to stick with Musa Sissoko still exactly. in midfield. He had so, to stick with diet, like terrible players. So he was struggling, yet you sacked him. So mm-hmm. number one, karma was already not on your side because you sacked a man that didn't deserve to be sacked. Yeah, but it's all good. It's all good. You got Mourinho. Yes. He promised you a trophy. Yes, he said, "I'll get you a trophy, but we need to spend." He gave <laughs> a bit of money. He's tried to sign players, but it was hard. It was difficult for him, but he got you to a final. Mm-hmm. You had a disagreement with him. And you sacked him before the final. Eagles clashed. You sacked yep. him before the final. Because you knew Mourinho would, go, would gloat about it. He was going to win that final. He would tell you to your face, I did it. Yes. If not for me, Tottenham would not have won it. You sacked yes. Mourinho. Cool. You get Espirinto. <laughs> awful manager, woeful tactics. <laughs> you got rid of uh, him at the right time. The you funny thing is, good. though, I just want to say quickly, yeah. the funny thing is, though, at least what Levy's doing is he's got this identity of starting to go with to, uh, managers who play five at the back or play defensive football. It's, a, it's weird how his philosophy of the football club has changed. Like, Do you know what I mean? It's weird. I think um, he's. I think he's. He's. He's now looking at the books because they built the stadium. Mm-hmm. He, what he wants now, yeah. What I'm telling you, what he wants now. If Arsene Wenger was still in management, he would get him and just be like, "Boss, I just need top four because we're trying to pay off the stadium." You know what I'm saying? He's looking. Yeah, because you know Wenger could do that for you. That's what he's looking for. But the thing is, with him, he doesn't want to sell Spend big. No, like no, no, because. Arsenal didn't spend big as well, so that's normal. But he's not selling. If Arsenal was in the position, mm. and Man City comes hundred million for Harry Kane, and you think he's going to reject that? Yeah, he says yes, go. He does, he's doesn't gone, he? Gone, mate. He's, he's done gone. it to Adibayo. He's done it to Nasri. He's done it to Klichy. That's the thing. Levy needs to understand. Like there was no need of you holding this guy back. Now yes. you're going to lose him probably for less. Yeah. Why didn't you sell him there and then? What was the need of you keeping him? If you sell him, you can build the club 
and another avenue. You can bring more different players in. You sticking with Harry Kane is a bondage for both of you because mm-hmm. you're not winning anything. He's not winning anything. Mm-hmm. He's not happy. You're not happy. Like, bro, you, it's a zero-zero. So, as I was saying, you've got an um, content now. He gets you Champions League football. He tells you, I need to spend money to maintain <laughs> this position and go forward. You mm-hmm. say, oh, well, yeah, yeah. You, you give him the bare minimum. Now, I've heard that some of the signings weren't his signings. I don't know who was his... I, I think I know one of his signings. Probably Perisic was his signing. But I don't know if Richardson was his signing. I no. don't know if um, your boy Romero was his signing. No. I don't know if... Um, well, well, Romero was uh, last season's low knee, weren't he? And then yeah, he but I think Conte confirmed it. It was a low knee, but... Yeah. Like, they, they made it permanent this season. I don't know... If Conte signed that on, I don't know if the Spence was a Conte signing. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think another Conte signing was um this guy that plays in the center of midfield, uh, Bentacle. Oh, Bentacle. Bentacle. I don't think very, was, that's I don't a think very Bukuma, that's a very Conte signing. Yeah, I don't very think Bissouma was his, was a signing. So you've given him money, but you've not let him take control. So cool. Mm. He started the season now at almost every checkpoint of this season, Conte makes it know that the team is not good. He could yeah. leave. They don't have the mentality. He says, yeah, every, I think every three months he said that. After a loss, he said that. After every three months, he said that. Eventually, And he says he wants to leave as well. Like he, exactly. he thinks he might not be as good as he thought he was and stuff like that. Like mental breakdown, you said yes. or mutual agreement, quote-unquote. Yeah. Now, you don't get a new manager because you're not sure who to get at this time. Mm-hmm. You tell Conte's assistant to take over. That in itself is already a red flag because <laughs> normally you're meant to sack all of them. Yeah. All of them. Conte mm-hmm. with his assistant. But for that assistant to stay, that's a red flag. That's problematic. Yes. You put him in. He, as he's, he's now on course to... <laughs> He could be one of the worst standings ever. I don't even think Mason Mount was as worse as he is now. <laughs> Mason, do you mean Ryan Mason? <laughs> Ryan Mason, sorry. <laughs> Mason Mount just took a quick to- Tottenham job whilst he yeah. was at Chelsea. <laughs> Man, like, right now, he's struggling. He's struggling. Mm. The team is in tatters. The board is in tatters. They have, as you said, they're having one of their key members getting banned. Like, bro, it's a problematic club. But yeah. Beyonce is coming to town. Whiskey's coming to town. So mm. there's no need to worry. There's money coming in from the yeah. stadium. Like as I said before, and I'm gonna say it again, you Tottenham fans, mm. the day you start protesting, the day things will start to get a bit better. But right Agreed. now, Daniel Levy thinks you're comfortable with it, so he's comfortable with it. And if that continues, you find yourself lounging in mid-table before you know it. Yeah. It's going to be mediocrity. Exactly. So that's all I have to say to you. Like, yeah, I'm fair just, enough. coming from someone that doesn't even like Tottenham. <laughs> but that's the issue right now. That's the issue because it's so bad. They need to get advice from rivals now. But you can't go to St. James and hold five goals in less than 30 minutes. Come on. Bro. Exactly. It's so true. Come on, bro. Exactly. <laughs> and now we can move on to our FA Cup games. Yeah. Uh, Manchester City won nice and easily against Sheffield right, United. Bloody right off. 
3-0 hat-trick from Riyad Mahrez. Uh, everyone just played beautifully in that Man City side. Uh, just dominated, playing free at the back. Like, well, it's weird because everywhere you look on in terms of the apps that you use, right, it says like a 3-3-1-3, free, 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 isn't it? It's like, it's weird. It's like 3-3-3-1. Free, 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 I don't know yeah. whether you have you looked at like the yeah, formation. It's like, three, three, it's like a three three, as you said, three three, mm-hmm. three one. So it's layers. Yeah. Basically, the defense. It's basically three. saying the fullbacks are inverted. Yeah. Then the middle, three midfielders. Mm-hmm. Then up top, you got another three. Yep. Wingers and the attacking before. Then you got the striker. So yeah. It's, it's, it's a good formation. It's working for Pep right now. It is. Uh, this is this is how um, Cruyff used to set up his Barcelona team. Yeah, it's uh, back in Pep. the day, total football. It's working for Pep, but there's a there's a danger if the opposition has wingers that can get at yeah, that can get at the back three. Yeah, with pace. Exactly, and I don't think Sheffield United had that. No, um, they didn't know what was going on. Yeah, exactly. I mean. This is a this is a good test for Sheffield United because they are looking likely to be coming up with Brett, uh, Burnley. They're currently second, okay. so I expect I expect Burnley and Sheffield United. To, well, Burnley is definitely coming up. They won the title, but they I'm hearing news they could get deducted points. You know, yes, true because of match fixing in the last game. Apparently, very weird. No, very, no, it's yeah, very no, sus. No, no, it's very okay. sus. It's very it, sus. I would prefer um, Burnley. They're already up. I don't know what yeah. position Middlesbrough is. I think they're third, fourth, fourth with seventy-four points. I'll prefer oh, Middlesbrough to up. finish second, and then well, um, oh. the playoff should either be between Millwall or Luton. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Luton with that stadium! I don't know if they can even be allowed to play at pre- in stadium, the Premier League. Bro. That is like a park. <laughs> It's not. It's it's a it's an estate. That's an estate. Well, there's there's part of the stadium stand is on a street. I know and it's attached right to next a to it. There's house. A, there's a house, bro. That. But if you buy a house, you're buying the semi-detached. You're attached to the stadium. It's weird. Bro, it is so weird. Imagine it's... imagine big bowlers turning up there for a Premier League. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I can't imagine that. But I think it's looking likely that Burnley and Sheffield United are going to come up. Whether the point deduction comes in or not, mm. it's going to happen because the next closest to Sheffield United is Luton with 75 points and Sheffield United are on 82. So there's not many games even left in the championship. But the playoffs looks the most interesting there. Like We can probably go into a bit more detail another time, but in terms of who we would like to see come up and whatnot. But yeah, like I think Sheffield United, this is a wake-up call for them. Uh, when they come up next season, to in terms of like signing players, like who they should, like how they should set up against these teams as well. Like this is what it's like to play the big boys of the Premier League. So it was a good test for them. Mm-hmm. And the next game I want to talk about is Brighton versus Man United, and the last game. Uh, I'm not gonna. I don't know. Watching it as a neutral, it wasn't exciting. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't, it wasn't exciting, but the exciting. fact it got all the way to the penalties, the penalties were the most, as always, the tense bit. Solly March's penalty was shocking. 
Did you see stop left footers taking pens? <laughs> Jeez, oh my god, I don't know what that was. That was terrible. Because uh, absolutely... the, the only way United were going to win that shootout was if a Brighton player skied it. Because yeah, the haze not shot stuff. He doesn't save penalties. No, he doesn't. That was the only way. Yeah, exactly. But this now sets up a Manchester derby in the FA Cup semi final. FA Cup final. Uh, the first yeah, time first it's time. Yeah. in in its history, isn't it? Yeah, first so, time in its history ever for them to be in the. So in I don't the, know. Yeah, exactly. So it shows winning it. How, sorry, it shows just how far Man City have come. Mm-hmm. That right now at this moment, United are the underdogs. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you said who do I think should win? Who do I want to win? Or... Who do you think will win? Oh, man. It's a final. It's a one-off. Anything mm-hmm. can happen. But I think Man City's Pep has got it. They look, they're looking like strong favourites. But then again, the longer the game goes on at um, 0-0, yeah. United could, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, so I agree. Gonna play on the... It's a one-off game. I mean... As an Arsenal fan, I'm used to FA Cups. Like, <laughs> once you get to the final, Arsenal could be playing rubbish in the league. You get to mm. the FA Cup final, it's a winnable match, no matter who. Yeah, else. United could do the same thing. Exactly, United could do the same thing. So, yeah, anything can happen. At this moment, Man City could win all three trophies they're in, and they could mm-hmm. also not win any trophy at all. True. That's how it is in football. And United could go end the season with a domestic double or they could just end it with the Carabao Cup so these are slim margins so I feel it's going to be an interesting match on mm-hmm. June the 3rd I feel mm-hmm. like one of the latest latest finals cup finals I've seen yeah. but yeah personally obviously I don't want United to get close to our record because I think they're <laughs> on 12 now 12 um, I don't I don't actually know I know they've been to 21 finals but I don't know actually how many FA Cups yeah. they got well, I don't want them to get close to it, so... Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, what? let's touch on... Before you move, let's just touch on the the points in the match that I want to speak on was... um Aaron Wambi, so, well, Aaron Wambi Saka had Mitoma. I would mm-hmm. say that Mitoma couldn't really do much against him. He had him. Mm-hmm. One, one-on-one defending is his cup of tea. He has that yeah. too. So, I feel all he needs to do as a player, is develop his forward game, develop crossing, develop a bit of positioning, and yeah. he's got it. Second point, the Brighton striker, um, reminds me of his name? Undav. Undav. Um, before he came onto the pitch, the commentators were like, this guy was the highest goal scorer in Belgium League last season. Or, yeah. You know, I don't know. And he's he scored awful. a couple of goals in the FA Cup this season as well, he's they said. He's woeful. He's woeful. First he time, is. No, this first touch isn't even bang average. It's, it's below average. <laughs> he scored his penalty. Uh-huh. He scored his penalty. He did what yeah. he needed to do. He scored his penalty. Yeah. So, I think day, I think maybe he just needs a run of games, like proper minutes back to back, because the Belgian league, I think it's very um, sort of underrated in terms of the talent it produces. So you've you've had Leon Bailey that's come out from there. You've got. Um, Victor Osserman, who's come out from there. You've got um, Matoma, who actually probably could say had his breakout season there. 
last season on loan, he was what? at I can't it's remember where, but yeah, um, maybe Undav just needs some it's time. It's one of those things I feel if you're playing the Belgium in the Belgium league, you go to another league first mm. and then you make it. Well, Matoma uh, was signed by Brighton last season, but he was on loan at I want to say it was Union SG, but I'm probably wrong. I can't remember exactly who Matoma played for, but that this that was his loan in Europe. That was his first time in Europe, and then this season he's just come to the Premier League and smashed it. So it just, I think it just depends on the player as well. So maybe he just needs yeah, some well, adapting. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and Dove te- he just looked terrible. Like I think the game was won and lost by him in terms of within the ninety minutes. There were chances he could have created with a better first touch, etc. So yeah, we'll give him time. Yeah. I think we've got to give him time. Uh, so that's Congrats our... to United, by the way. Congrats yeah. to United. Yep, definitely. I agree. Congrats United. Because there's a lot of... I'm a... I'm a, not, I'm a what? I'm Duh? a... I'm a... <laughs> what's the word I'm trying to say? What? I'm a nosity? I'm a... Animosity. I'm a nosity? Yeah. Animosity. Animosity. Yes. Between... Can't even get my words up. Between my United and Arsenal fans mm. at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. And I feel there's no need for it. Personally, <laughs> I feel. If are you tr- are you just trying to are you just trying to be humble so that when you guys do bottle the league, you don't I'm want not trying to, to go humble. too hard. I'm on trying you. to be like, if you really are a United fan, you wouldn't want Man City to do a three P mm. and do a trouble. You have a say in stopping them doing a trouble. We also have a say in stopping them doing a three P. So, bro, we should just all. But because of the hate between fan bases. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not gonna happen now. Manchester United want Arsenal to fully bottle the league, and Arsenal <laughs> fans do not want Manchester United to win the, the FA Cup. FA Cup. You know what I'm saying? So both yeah. fan bases are twerking for their quote unquote <laughs> rivals. It's kind yeah. of silly. It's kind yeah. of silly, right? It's kind of silly, but at the end of the day, it is where it is like mm-hmm. the team that deserves it will win. So, yes, it's true. Yeah. And that rounds up our uh, roundup of the game week and the FA Cup. And we'll go on to some midweek news now. Uh, I want to talk about a rapper who is allegedly a footballer. Yeah. D- uh, Dide. Is that is Dide? Dide? Dide, yes. Yeah, yeah, stand up. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently it is Shei Ojo. There have been there have been um pictures coming out of sort of screenshots from his music video of a moment where his sleeve shows his skin and then there is a diamond tattoo on his uh wrist area and it's on Shay Ojo's as well. So it looks like Shay Ojo is the rapper that everyone's trying to be figuring out. I heard a lot of people trying to say Eddie in Ketia. They don't have time for all that. Yeah, they better not. I, I, if it, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be pissed off. Like, I would be serious? annoyed. I would be annoyed if it was Bukayo Saka and Eddie and Ketia. You're not even dropping. You're dropping two out of ten games, and you're rapping. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But in his it's rap, in this today's rap, he was talking about my team stays winning. Where is Cardiff in the <laughs> table? Because I just want to know what he's talking about. I can tell you. Uh, so Cardiff. He says his team stays winning, but they're currently um, 20th. Yeah, they ain't winning nothing. 
they're close to a relegation battle. To yeah, be honest, they did nothing. I don't know what uh, he's talking about. And the last game they played was against uh, who is this? I can't believe I'm saying that. Stoke City. Jeez, is, I haven't is he seen that. Minutes? Is he getting minutes? Is he? Is he in? He like, was on the bench, not coming when, on because he because he has time to be rapid. Like I'm mm. not saying it's a bad thing. But sometimes these other things that you're interested in doing can yeah. affect your money maker. In in the past, yeah, there have been footballers that had songs. Andy Cole, sorry, Andrew <laughs> Cole, Ian Wright, even JJ Culture. Yeah. They had songs, but they were balling then. Mm. And in those periods of time, they were balling. You, mm-hmm. my friend, are playing championship football. You're not starting. Okay? Mm-hmm. Your priorities need to be set do you want to be a good footballer and continue yeah. your career or i think he's just i think he's yeah i think he's looking for the record deal i'm not gonna lie if you're looking for the record deal my friend then focus fully on getting the record you can't mm-hmm. do two of them fully at the same time yeah he's, no. any younger. he's 25 bro you're, yeah. you're about to reach your prime I'm yeah exactly honestly serious now like you gotta pick one You've got to pick one. Bro, they are three points away from being in League One. Imagine. So. You've got to pick one, bro. You, you want to do the rapping thing? You're, you're hard. Not going to lie. You've got flow. Mm. Mm. When you go into that, put football, put, put football aside. If you know yeah. you're concentrate on the ball, go concentrate on the ball then. It's all left yeah. to you. It's in your hands. Everything exactly. in this life is in our hands, bro. Yeah. There's no point blaming anybody. It's in your hands. True. I mean, some there was another name that I wanted to just mention as well that people thought D-Day might be. And they were saying it was Wilfred Zaha. I don't know if you saw that. I saw that. I was like, nah, Zaha doesn't I could Yeah, I couldn't imagine Zaha doing that either. You know, Zaha is such a, like, a down-to-earth person. Yeah, he, was, he speaks about, like, these sort of, uh, like, I used to, I missed out on all this clubbing and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. All this, yeah, Zaha like, he's his thing. His voice doesn't fit his face. He's one of those dogs. <laughs> when you hear Zaha speak, you're thinking, right, this is how this guy sounds. Yeah, he yeah. He sounds so, like, different. You get what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't yeah. look his age. Zaha doesn't look like he's 30. Yeah, it's he doesn't true. Look his age. He's one of those guys, just calm guys, like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. he himself would be, be like, oh, you may have missed an opportunity to join a bigger club, but mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. Exactly. Is what it is. Exactly, so... <laughs> Interesting to see. Well, let's see if Shay Ojo now comes out and says, Yes, I am D Day and stuff like that. Because it only took one song for him to mess up his uh <laughs> identity cover. So right. let's see, know, let's right. see what D Day happens. Let's let's see what happens to D Day now in his next song. Right. And how and if he wears the mask still. Uh moving on, I've got another one about Mason Mount. Yeah. So last episode, I did say that there are reports that Chelsea are looking to moving on, moving him on for fifty million. Yeah. Um, and now that they're there this week, there have been contenders for him, Arsenal and Liverpool. Now, for fifty million pounds, as an Arsenal fan, do you want Mason Mount? Fifty million is too much. You wouldn't pay 50 for him. I wouldn't pay 50 for him. It's a bit of too much money. Okay. Um, the position he would play is going to probably play an eight role for us. Um, half my brain says, no, we don't want that. Another half of my brain is like, try him out. 
I think he could do the Xhaka role really well. Yeah, yeah I'm saying half is it's like half and half for me because mm. I'm thinking of him two seasons. Was it two seasons ago? The season before the last. 11 yeah, goals, under, 11 assist, I think. under Tuchel. Yeah, played that role. First well. time, the first time under Tuchel when yeah, they won the Champions so, League. I don't know. I don't know. Part of me is like, no, we don't want him. We need. I think he, he contributes to a lot of goals when he when he plays to the style that he can. Yeah. And Granite Jacker's role within the Arsenal side is an advanced eight. <clears throat> Sorry, so he's getting into the box a lot more often. Yeah. And if you can get someone a bit more clinical than Xhaka, Mason Mount's the perfect fit, I think. But we also need someone that's um combative as well. We need legs mm-hmm. and someone that can win the second balls as well so yeah, it's so, one of those ones we need yeah. a mate that it can do a bit of both yeah you need a bit of both. defensive as well yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I understand that as well, well 50 million in a stretch is he in his last year is this his last year in the contract next no next season is his last year so he's got one year left in his deal yeah, which I mean they're valuing him stranger things have happened stranger things have happened mm-hmm. but personally nah, I don't see him I don't see him coming I think Liverpool will be a will be a good fit for him. Okay. Yeah. Klopp, Klopp, Klopp could utilize him very well in that midfield. Yeah. Because they're getting rid of um Carvalho. They're getting rid of Chamberlain. I really like Carvalho. Yeah. Get rid of Chamberlain. I heard they're getting rid of Jones as well. Wow. So they Well Bertrand, I understand. I don't think he's great, but yeah. Carvalho is a shock to me. I'm yeah. someone hearing it. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, yeah, he's going to leave because he hasn't been given the game time he wants, apparently. Mm. And I think Klopp thought this season was going to be a bit more relaxed. So I think he thought yeah. he's going to get a bit more gameplay, but yeah, guessing no. So, Fair wow, that's interesting. At least we know definitely Mason Mount will leave. Yes. Yeah, it does. It looks like it looks more likely to happen then. Yeah. Um, him staying. <clears throat> Apologies. <clears throat> uh, next, uh, bit of midweek news. The uh is about the managerial, um, issues at Chelsea. So, two managers now, Nile Wilsman and Enrique, have stepped down from the Chelsea role. Mm. So, apparently, there are now three contenders who could take that position who Chelsea really like. Pochettino, Vincent Company, and the third one is apparently not known, or it's just within the Chelsea board. Who would you prefer to see at Chelsea without your Arsenal biasness? Because I know you probably wouldn't care, but who would you see as the better fit, Pochettino or Company? I think it's quite a lot. I think... Pochettino because yeah. they have stars there but they don't have big stars because exactly. Pochettino struggled at PSG with um the big stars. The big, big stars. But I think these stars or quote unquote these young guys coming up, you could deal with them. I could build 100%. They've just signed another player as well from Benfica on the free from his contract. Yeah. I can't remember his name. I think it was something like Al- Almeida. Almeida. Yeah, and Nkunku is coming as well. Exactly. So Nkunku's father. Could... Go on. I was just going to say Pochettino could just uh, have a really exciting start in 11. Mm. What were you going to say about Cuckoo's dad? <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> because... I read, I read um, in Cuckoo's dad mm. spoke to... Oh, 
I'm trying to remember. He spoke to someone though, and he was like, "Yeah, Nkuku signed the contract mm-hmm. at a bad time. Wow, like, shouldn't have signed so early for Chelsea." Because look what's happening now. Look what's it? happening now. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those ones. Oh wow, fair enough. Fair mm, yeah, enough. yeah. Okay, who do you think? The last question I just want to uh, say is, who do you reckon the third person is from this uh, managerial shortlist? So you've got Potch, you've got Company. Who would you reckon the third one is? Should be. Yeah, who do you think it is and who do you think it should be? I've told you already, man. Mourinho. <laughs> big, big, big Jose. No, I can't see him coming back. I really can't. Chelsea fans probably do hope he does, but I don't see it happening. Big Jose. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Mm. Look at this. Wins the Europa League with Roma. Says yeah. hi to Italian football. Mm. Completes his whole career back at Chelsea with those. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Trilogy, trilogy. Yeah, Make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, if that's what you think. And the last question I want to say to you is, well, you sort of hinted at it when speaking about Arsenal and United fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you reckon yeah. uh, getting a trophy, so any trophy in terms of domestic or European, is better than is? Well, sorry, let me rephrase it. Getting Please a trophy, getting a trophy and top four, mm. is that better than finishing second with no trophy? Now, which trophy? Carabao or FA? FA, FA Cup. Let's FA say it's the FA Cup. Fourth. Yeah. I think that was a better season than finishing second. Definitely. FA 100%. Cup and fourth. Yeah. Yes. FA yes. Cup and fourth that Arsenal have had so many seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is better than finishing second. But the second that 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 particular team finished, mm-hmm. when Arsenal finished fourth with an FA Cup, yeah. they, their plan was to win the league at the beginning of the season. And but they could have, but due to the fact that Arsenal's plan wasn't to win the league at the beginning of the season, and it mm-hmm. transpired that we were in the position now to win the league, because let's get it right. Um, aims change at the middle of the season, 100%. Yeah, that's why it's when, when Arsenal fans say it's like, oh, but we finished second, like the better season would be to win to, the league, will, would, would go to team that won the trophy and finished fourth the better mm. season doesn't mean that they they were a better team yeah doesn't mean they were a better team okay the team that finished second could have had a better team than the team that finished fourth of a trophy but fourth of a trophy would look at you and be like I had the better season than you doesn't mean I was better than you it just means my season yeah was better than yours you get what I'm saying yeah, yeah, now, yeah. back to the Arsenal when people are trying to say oh was this season a failure? I think there's a difference between a failure and disappointment. I think this season was a disappointment if we don't win the league. It will be well, a you disappointment. Lot of if you don't win the league. Yeah, it will be a disappointment, but I don't think the season will be a failure because okay. at the beginning of the season, it was a top four thing. Your season won't be a failure. It will just be a disappointment because you wanted to... But people will say, oh, if you don't win the league, it's a failure. Mm-hmm. It's a failure. It's a failure. Okay. Which I understand where they're coming from, but I'll say it's a disappointment. It'll okay. be a disappointment. But to each their own. Teach their own. At the mm. end of the day, I always have to keep referring back to the opportunity comes 
once. You're lucky if it comes two times. You've got mm. to take your opportunities. Got Especially with a team like Man City that are just got so dominant. You've got to take your chances. You've got but... to take your chances. And we will see these two teams now, Arsenal and United, have the chance to do what is needed for themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They they have the chance to do what is needed for themselves and their clubs. Arsenal can write history and get a Premier League. Premier League, yeah. Before schedule. Manchester United can stop Man City from winning the trouble. It's could, all in their hands. Yeah. There's no excuses. There is none. You have the ability to affect your future, yeah, because the, to be the only club to have done the treble, if I'm not wrong, only club to have a, done the treble in English history, yeah, and, and then all of a sudden, your neighbors, only club to have done the three peat twice, yeah. they've done the three peat twice, exactly. And now you have the neighbors in the FA Cup final <laughs> and a potential Champions League final. Damn, you but have them in the final, so exactly. you can basically injure that and take it from them to maintain your legacy. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And Ateta, go on. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. And Ateta has the chance to win the... I'm thinking he's going to be the youngest manager ever to win the league if he wins it. Youngest manager ever to win the league and quickest. Mm. He's going to be the quickest manager. Yeah. Yeah. It in, will be. Because obviously there have been managers that have come in to win the league in their first season, but they've been managing for a long, lot longer than Arteta. This is Arteta's fourth ever season as a manager. Yeah. And you win the league. Come on. It's, it's a big... It would it would be a big, successful thing, but... It's, it's all in your hands. It, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what both teams can do now. It's all in their hands. Yeah, but currently, if you've got a Carabao Cup and you're coming fourth, I'm not going to lie... Like that, I. It's a trophy. It's a trophy to the name, but it doesn't really. If it's Carabao, then no. It doesn't affect it as much. I don't think. FA Cup, hundred percent, it does. FA Cup, yes. But Carabao, I'm sorry, no. Let's be honest, United fans. Let's be honest. Let's not be around the bush. You've called this mouth this cup a Mickey Mouse cup before. Let's not be around the. I mean, you're playing a final as well, and midway through a season in February, like. It's not even. I don't know what the point of the Carabao Cup has even All been, the though. Other European leagues have scrapped their, their equivalents cup, right? of league, and this league cup is even meant to be for like youth teams. Put the youth teams in there. Obviously, Ten Hag didn't know what that was, and he was fielding his first team all throughout. <laughs> I mean, people will say it's a trophy, you win it, but come on, bro, it's the Carabao Cup. Like even yeah. when Man City were winning it four times in a row, everyone was like, "Bro, like it's not that deep." Yeah, like, exactly. Like, Who cares? Relax, relax. Exactly that. It's relax. so true. Only, only, only teams that have gone on like a trophy drought. They re- like Newcastle. They hadn't won a trophy in probably like sixty years or fifty-seven years. So it would have meant something a bit more. It would have meant them. something for them. But come on, but even when Arsenal won a nine-year trophy drought, like yes, we lost the Carlin Cup final, but it wouldn't have yeah. been like it's better to break it with an FA Cup or Champions League or Premier League. Mm. That's why those are called the troubles. So yeah, it's true. It's true, not gonna lie, and that wraps up our different podcast for the week. Yeah, hopefully, well, not hopefully, we'll definitely be back into format, and we'll 
be reviewing probably midweek games next episode or would we do the weekend ones we'll probably figure that out but hope you haven't been deferred from our usual format and probably the quality as well of the audio hope you're listening to the listening more for the um topics rather than for the quality yeah exactly hope you're listening more for that this one was quite longer as well yeah, 100%. It was interesting. It was very interesting. But please do make sure you like, share and subscribe and follow us on all of our uh, socials as well as Spotify and Apple Podcast. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, we are.